Hello, this is the third podcast for Speaker for Female Homeless. Today we have another special guest, Ms. Yuan, who is an illustrator, recently published a book about her experiences in Buenos Aires. 안녕하세요. 오늘의 게스트는 일러스트레이터 이유연 작가입니다. 작년 4월에 부에노스 아이레스에서라는 그림 에세이 책을 독립 출판하셨습니다. 우선 저희 소개를 좀 해드릴게요. 저희는 Speaker for Female Homeless, 줄임말로 SPIF라는 비영리 단체입니다. 저희는 세계 홈레스 여성들의 삶의 질을 향상을 돕기 위해서 인스타오 웹사이트를 통해 여성 인권 그리고 노숙자 인권 등에 대한 포스팅을 하고 있고 그리고 이들의 생, 사, 어, 상황을 이슈화시키고 여성 홈리센터에 기부금을 기부하는 그런 활동을 하고 있습니다. So could you please um, introduce yourself? Great. So my name is Yuan, Yuan Lee, and thank you for inviting me for this interview. Um, as <laughs> as you introduce me, uh, I independently published a book called Buenos Aires Esa, or From Buenos Aires would be the translation in English. It's a recollection of my drawings and writings about my days in Buenos Aires. I'm currently working at a government organization, and um, after work or during the weekends, I illustrate and write. And um, I'm 32 years old, uh, international age, and 34 Korean age, mm. if that matters to anyone. <laughs> okay, um, so could you tell us about <clears throat> how and why you started drawing? Um, I've always admired artists, and I wish I could be one of them. Uh, I think something about colors and the very notion of creation and self-expression have always attracted me. But I majored in international relations back in college, but I always took art or artsy classes for my electives. But it wasn't until I moved to Argentina that I really started to create more on a regular basis. Because I was a complete stranger there, everything was very different from what I was used to. So I was curious to see more and learn more. Everything was worth taking note of because they're so different. And I couldn't take anything for granted. So I was fascinated by these differences and this fascination led me to pay attention to what I was observing. And this fascination gave me this urge or the urgency to want to capture and preserve my observations and experiences. Um, so about your drawings, like what medium do you often like use and why do you prefer that kind of medium? Uh, I enjoy contemplating on what materials would work the best to express each subject. I don't think I have one specific material that represents my style, but color pencils, pens, and gouache are the materials I end up resorting to the most. Um, I like color pencils and pens because they are easy to use and carry. Um, I like when things feel natural and easy in general. And also, color pencils have this child or infant-like feel or effect. And I like that, and I pursue that in my drawing. Um, gouache is less easy. It's less easy to carry them around and start painting at a coffee shop, for example. But I love how versatile it is. Wash painting can look like watercolor or even oil paintings, depending on how you apply. Um, recently, I started going digi digital with my drawings. 
I always kind of resisted the idea of digital drawing because I'm not a digital person to begin with. I don't like and I'm not good at technology. And also I love interaction between paper and materials. But digital drawing is actually really nice. There are lots of brush options and the fact that you can delete and recover easily means it's easy to explore and experiment without worrying about messing up. Um, <clears throat> moving on to what you draw on, so do you have a collective theme or like an overall concept for your illustrations? I don't think of a theme before I draw, but still drawing is a choice and I choose to draw things that resonate in me in certain ways. They can be quirky places or impressive people or beautiful memories I want to recreate. Um, in Argentina, I spent more time drawing what I observed, but these days I spend a lot of time alone at home with the whole COVID situation. So I spend more time drawing about myself, my daily experiences and thoughts deriving from them. Uh, recently, I drew myself reclaiming my naturally curly hair because there's this persecution of curly hair in the society, which made me ashamed of my own hair my entire life. And the message I hope to deliver was not only hair positivity, but also body positivity and self positivity. Um, I also love drawing my nephew because he's the most honest and transparent person I know in this world and who provides me with the most unconditional love and trust. So the overarching theme of my drawings, I would say, is a personal journey to make sense of myself and the world and also to cre uh, recreate the beauty I perceive. Oh, um, so the most recent book that you published about Buenos Aires, so when did you go to Buenos Aires and why, what was the reason that you moved there? I went to Buenos Aires in 2017 and I was there till 2019, so I was there for about a year and a half. I got a job there, so I went there to work. Um, when I was working in Korea, I remember feeling quite suffocated by the working environments in Korea. So I wanted to work abroad kind of as an escape. Also, uh, exposure to diversity is something very crucial for me. Uh, can be diverse hairstyles, fashion, or jobs. So I just wanted to live abroad as well for that reason. Um, so first I went to Madrid, Spain for two months and I really liked the city. So I was applying for jobs in Spain but I got a job offering Argentina instead. Mm -hmm. So at first I planned on improving my Spanish skills and resume in Argentina and eventually moving back to Spain. But I ended up really liking Buenos Aires and not really thinking about Madrid after all. Um, can you um, describe some memorable experiences or places you enjoyed in Buenos Aires? Okay. Um, it's a tough question because there are too many of them but if i have to narrow down to one i would pick recoleta cultural center um, it is a beautiful building to begin with i loved what they do they always have innovative exhibitions curating works of young illustrators and they change themes of exhibitions like once a month and their themes are very relevant and interesting such as feminism or immigration etc and they change their murals according to the monthly theme. So it's just mind blowing. Um, they also always have interesting events like 
plays and dance parties and concerts. So it feels brand new each time I go there. And it was a meaningful place for me on a personal level as well. Um, before I went to Buenos Aires, I always dreamed of an opportunity to be surrounded by artists and creating items made of my drawings, such as a calendar. But for some reason, I always thought these were unattainable and unrealistic dreams. But at the cultural center, at Recoleta Cultural Center, I got to draw with a group of illustrator friends twice a week. And with them, I participated in flea markets at the center, selling postcards made of my drawing. So it was a dream come true kind of a place for me. Oh, um, you talked about like having a group of um, illustrators or people to do art together with. Um, <clears throat> we're not sure, but is it Club Atletico Lapisito? I don't know how to say it. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Um, could you elaborate on like the club and how you guys um, come together to do art? Okay, well, so I talked a little bit about loneliness in my book, and I was feeling lonely in Buenos Aires because I didn't know anyone there. Um, so I actually uh, forced myself, I actually put, I, I also uh, tried to put myself out there to get to know people by attending events of illustrators. So that, that's um, where I met my friends uh, who are illustrators. Um, so we kept in touch, we exchanged like Instagram accounts and we kept in touch and they invited me one day to the Recoleta Cultural Center and we decided, okay, let's make a group and we are going to get together like twice a week, certain mm -hmm. hours and draw together. So that's how this all started. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so we are exchanging our different art materials and we are commenting on each other's work. It was very nice. That's mm -hmm. something that I kind of dreamed of and <laughs> it happened. So it was really nice. Mm -hmm. So could you describe some of the hardships that you faced in Buenos Aires and how like illustrations and like writings helped you overcome that hardship? Yeah, so I mentioned about uh, loneliness and I think that was the main hardship, main struggle that I dealt with. Um, I So I went to a therapy like a few times and it seems helpful, but it was difficult to be consistent with it mm -hmm. because I had to carve out time to do it. So. As I said, um, I tried to meet people and maintain friendship, and I think that helped. Um, and looking back, I don't think I overcame the loneliness completely while mm -hmm. I was there, uh, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it was, uh, it served me in a lot of ways, because I've learned to become more attentive to my feelings and needs, mm -hmm. and I've also learned to relish the sweetness of being able to feel happy when I do. And also I've managed to develop or am in the process of developing like a manual for myself, which is quite an amazing thing. And I think because I was lonely, I wanted to do something. So that's mm -hmm. when I started to, I mean, I wanted to draw because there are all these beautiful places around me and amazing experiences. But also I kind of forced myself to draw because I didn't want loneliness to define my experiences there. So I told myself, okay, 
I'm going to do something here. I don't want to go back to Korea and have this only lonely experience of Argentina. So I started to draw every uh, during every uh, lunch break or after work or during the weekends. And by drawing, I got to get to know more people. Mm -hmm. And I got to learn more about Buenos Aires because people would comment on my drawings as well. Uh, so this architecture represents the architecture from the col colonial era, for example. So I got to learn a lot about history mm -hmm. and culture there as well by drawing. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so the next question is was supposed to be asked at the end, but we thought it relates with what you mentioned right now. So what we thought is that as high school students, we often feel um, very trapped too, and we get a lot of stress, So, um, which resonates with a lot of the feelings that you had there. So we want to ask if you have some advice or some things that could help us in the future. Right. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I'm really amazed at the work that you're doing and that you're already interested and well-informed and engaged in these critical matters. I don't think I was like that at all in my high school years. Um, and rather than an advice, I would like to take this opportunity to share what I'm also working on, which I believe is a lifelong journey. So what I've been working on is taking a moment to really deconstruct what I think is right, what I think I should do, what I think I want. I think it's very important to always take a break, step back, and to really consider if all these needs and wants and opinions are really coming from myself or if they're just reflections of the society. So this deconstruction process is not easy and it's not comfortable, but it definitely feels very powerful to realize every time that you are becoming more familiar with yourself and connected to yourself. So hopefully that's something that's yeah. <laughs> also relevant to what you are going through yeah. as well. Okay. Um, so going back to the trail of questions. So as a woman who lived in a lived alone in a foreign country, um, were there some experiences or situations um, about your identity that put you maybe in like an uncomfortable situation or things like that? Um, I'm aware that I had a privilege as a person with education and also a with a relatively stable job. Mm -hmm. So I probably didn't experience um, certain discrimination in mm -hmm. certain aspects. Mm -hmm. But being a woman and being a woman of color, being an Asian woman, I think we always experience racism and sexism, stereotypes, violence, all intertwined. Mm -hmm. um, I felt objectified mm -hmm. and targeted for violence. Um, catcalling was so frequent that at one, at one point I became numb to it, which is terrible. <laughs> I guess that was my coping mechanism. It was like, less desensitized I become, more comfortable it will be for me to live. So. Um, and I've also been harassed and when harassment happens, I was confused because I wasn't sure if I was overreacting or if I was being too sensitive or if I did something wrong. 
Um, I just escaped the situation, but I wish I could have confronted more. But also I was scared and I thought about my safety first mm -hmm. and which shouldn't be a normal thing. It shouldn't be like this. Um, and women shouldn't blame themselves for unfortunate situations like this. So you have described some of like the uncomfortable moments of that you have gone through as a woman. So what do you think about like the difference in women's treatment in Korea versus like in Buenos Aires? Like what do you think is the main difference in the two countries? Mm. Well, here I'm Korean and I'm living in in Korea, so I guess racism is not very relevant to me. So I guess that's the difference because in Argentina, I would stand out because I was Asian. I looked different. Um, and also here, I guess I have a privilege because I've studied abroad and I have experiences. I speak English, so I guess that's my privilege and I'm aware of that. Mm -hmm. um, but in my opinion, Korea has this, in Korea, there's this culture of having to conform to a lot of social norms. I think that creates daily violence um, if someone doesn't live up to them. So for example, let's say tattoo and piercings, they are becoming more common these days, but still not positively seen and stereotyped in certain ways. Um, and a lot of the times, a lot of people are hiding their instincts to express themselves or basically be themselves. It can be their sexuality or their choice when it comes to education. It can be so many things. But the society is changing, in my opinion. I see more and more people um, challenging, defying the norms. But it's not easy because it's tiring mm -hmm. to resist all the harsh criticism or the disapproving look all the time. So, so I think that's my opinion and mm -hmm. um, observation. <laughs> so what inspired you to publish your own illustration book? Um, well, um, well, as I said, I, um, it was always my dream to create an item out of my drawings. I, I, I always wanted to do it. I don't know why, but I always wanted to do it. And in Argentina, somehow it happened because my friends wanted, um, my friends invited me to a flea market event and I kind of had to make postcards like really last minute. So I, uh, <laughs> I made them very last minute and I sold them and it was a very it's really hard to describe how it felt. But so I was there at a flea market and people would come and stop and seeing the smile on their face when they're looking at my postcards or when they said, oh, mom, look at this post postcard. It's amazing. Or that kind of interaction. It just, I don't know. It's very hard to describe how it felt, but it felt very rewarding. Mm. Uh, and I would start 
having conversation with them over my artwork. So they would tell me, oh, this is the place I went with my boyfriends like last week, or this is where I grew up. Or, oh, actually, that is my favorite place in the city. So that interaction, that communication through my artwork, it just felt amazing. I've never felt it that way in my life. And I kind of wanted to continue that. And I thought publishing a book would create more opportunities to be able to reach out to more audiences. So I decided to publish a book and it would be different because in Argentina, people already knew those places. Mm -hmm. So they could identify themselves with those places. But here, um, Koreans, I mean, there would be some Koreans who would know those places, but not everyone would know. So it was more, um, the approach would be more different. Um, it was more about an introduction to the place, uh, the new places. Um, <clears throat> so for your, for the readers of your book, um, what message do you want to convey through your story and your writing? Okay. Um, I don't think I necessarily have a specific message to deliver in mind when I draw. I draw whatever whatever gives me that urge to want to draw, whether because I observe them to be beautiful or hilarious or uh, worth taking a note. If And if one person in this world relates to my stories, however mundane or uneventful they may seem, that I think becomes the message of my work. And after all, I believe a message is a mobile thing since artwork creates this constant interaction between artists and audiences. Um, from the book I published, I wanted to share what I loved about Buenos Aires, but also personal struggles and struggles as an artist as well, which illustrates the, the coexistence of happiness and personal awakening even in the dark moments. Mm -hmm. So actually, we purchased your book this week, and we read it together. Aww. And we really, <laughs> we really enjoyed the story and how it was about like the daily lives and how your like interactions with with your friends. And we wanted to ask you what was your favorite um, page or like drawing in this particular book or like a paragraph mm, let me see i think well <laughs> the drawing on the cover mm -hmm. i think it's favorite from my friends and family i actually uh, they actually voted for oh. my cover <laughs> so that's uh that seems to be the favorite for a lot of people i think well, every drawing that I did is very uh, personally meaningful for me, so it's very hard to pick one because they all have stories behind. Mm -hmm. um, I think my favorite would be, I don't know if uh, the planet, uh, I cannot remember the name in English, the, pla the planet, the, uh, what's the word in English? Planetarian, is that the word? Planetario in Spanish, I can. <laughs> Oh, that, that one, that one, that one. This that one, one, right? Yeah. Oh, the oh yeah. this one? 
That one is my favorite because in Buenos Aires, I love the colors in the sky. Oh. And I wanted to capture that color, even though it's really hard because colors in the nature is <laughs> just perfection and <laughs> um, artwork is far from <laughs> perfection. But, and also um, I loved being in the parks and outside in Buenos Aires. So I also wanted to capture that, what I loved mm-hmm. about Buenos Aires. And also I personally love that building because it looks like a spaceship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Did you have? Um, I really liked the drawing of, um, of the cafe. Oh, mm-hmm. I like this particular piece. Oh, really? <laughs> why, why did you like it the most? Um, I thought it captured like the mood of a cafe where people can just go and enjoy their time, like uh, spend time with their friends or family. And it really seemed like a um, like welcoming p- place where you can just spend your time w- with anyone or alone. And um, you said that you really liked how the cafes were like trendy and hip. So I think this like drawing captured that mood. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what about you? What was Me? You? I would also, wait, I would say like this. Uh, yeah, like I like that one too. <laughs> yeah, it's more like painting based, and there's like yeah. more blending. Yeah, I like the colors too. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Are you both uh, taking like art classes? And oh, I do art. Okay. I'm doing art right now. Yeah. Are you Are you planning on majoring in art? Yeah. You... Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like I... getting ready. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um. So. So actually, um, we had a question, and you can like um say no to it, but we, <laughs> um, we really liked your style of drawing, like minimalistic but not like simple because it captures all the details and like the mood of a setting so we wanted to ask if you could draw like a small drawing about a our like nonprofit about like our activities uh, right now not, not no right not now, right like. now. No, yeah. yeah of course really? of course but um if if you could provide me with more details of what you would like me to do mm-hmm. like if you can provide me with some kind of guidance or direction or <laughs> yeah i would love really? to <gasps> thank you so much I, I hope you like it because no, it's no. it always makes me nervous when people ask me to i would love to but what if i end up disappointed <laughs> no <laughs> yeah so thank you so you can, much yeah give me some details later and yeah okay um yeah, that was all we had prepared for um, the podcast for today. Um, um, any last words you want to say or any comments on the interview? 
like I told uh Saran as well that I was really amazed at the quality of questions as well. <laughs> so very uh, I really enjoyed answering your questions, cause um yeah, cause they were very relevant. They really spoke to, <laughs> um, spoke to my heart. I'd say um, what what uh what is your goal with your project organization i wanted to get to know more about your plans so actually we um since now we have been doing kind of raising awareness about like homeless women and trying to educate the public about this issue and how they're such a marginalized group and how they need more attention but now we wanted to actually help them with funds and send them money to those homeless uh, homeless women protection centers so actually we made a notebook um protection case which we want to sell to other people and earn money so we can donate the funds to the homeless protection centers so that is, is based our... in korea or yeah, yeah. in korea uh, so okay uh, that's really nice yeah. <laughs> how long has it been we started last year february okay so yeah. is it two of you or more members uh, oh we have more members yeah okay all women yeah <laughs> yeah so um adding on to what she said we also um started a podcast um where our goal is to try to like go out and talk to new people um doesn't have to be related to homeless issues but um women's issues in general too so we talk to counselors and teachers um about women issues and their experiences um yeah and you were the first non um teacher guest so yeah <laughs> we were very and nervous is the, is the podcast based in uh english like is do you talk mainly in english yeah or korean okay and mm. it, oh, i'm honored <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah so we want to thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us um and yeah we can send you the link after we post it and um um we will send you an email address through instagram could you uh, send us the recording file of course yeah and then of course.